0: No 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 2015
1: AD, you know, there's not enough movies made in
0: 1997.
1: <laughs> yes, you know the, the the mid to late 70s it started and it continued into the early 80s, where, you know, a grown man needed a, a arguably a zoo animal or circus animal as a sidekick. <laughs>
0: yeah, especially <laughs> if you were a detective or a trucker. Yeah, one of those jobs. You needed yeah. a, you needed a sidekick animal.
1: Some sort of roustabout or rounder or you yeah. know, whatever kind of character you were. Um, but we will talk about that. I, I really want to explore that a little bit. But first, listeners, you're listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie. And um, sometimes horror could be in quotes a little, right?
2: No, we're very
0: strict. <laughs> yes. We're very strict we're a here. Swedish death clean strict. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, we have me? a list of acceptable horror movies. <laughs> Does not include Jaws. <laughs> it barely includes Alien.
1: Yeah, that that gets by in a technicality, man. Yeah, we're going to spoil the movie, but first we'll talk about recently watched. We're not going to spoil those terribly bad. And, um, we thank the Moon Rays for giving us that song. Intro Creature features at the top of the show. Find their music on Amazon or Apple Music, where you can buy it digitally. Say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon Rays. And we're not professional critics. We're your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Good morning. And Jolian. Hello. Now, uh, last episode we talked about, uh, Grizzly. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh. Gardler's
0: Grizzly. Grizzly. Yeah. It's hard to say. And... (laughs) (laughs) Birdlers, grizzly, grizzly. I, I gotta,
1: Damn, I gotta tell you, between having boy <laughs> wa- boat, <laughs> between watching Grizzly and Day of the Animals, Tubi really, really wants me to watch some other stuff, and I just wouldn't, didn't. But now my algorithm, Tubi
0: is infallible. Let it choose what it wants you to watch. It chooses for a reason. It does. There's symbols, secrets hidden in those movies. (laughs) Trying to decipher Grizzly right now.
1: I'm starting to think that JFK was killed by a bear.
0: Did you see uh, The Onion a couple of weeks ago? I meant to bring it up, but it was a CEO of Tubi seeking out new movies at uh, antique shops and junk stores. (laughs) No. (laughs) Something like that. We used to make that joke that that's what Me TV showed is whatever they found at the... Salvation Army It like, seems like it We have most of the Seasons of Northern Exposure <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right I gotta say though MeTV Doesn't see any problem Showing Hogan's Heroes That's interesting
0: Yeah it's um,
1: so, Some of the There's not a lot of Nazi comedy out there
0: No And Hogan's Heroes Had the The second fault Of not being funny
1: Oh, yeah, there was that.
0: You know, being a comedy with no jokes, it's a tough act to pull. I've I've never seen it. Oh, you're not missing anything. The only thing I
2: know about it is that they used the set for filming also. She-Wolf, the SS.
0: Yes, and uh, Bob Crane was, (sighs) I think, uh, Stalag 17 or something, they used some of that set. I don't remember, there was like a big movie that came out before that, and they ended Mm -hmm. up using the same sets for hogan's heroes which i just i know people who like that show and i just i could never get over the nazis
1: it was what was on when you got home from school yes i think that's why some people have got some emotional attachment to it it isn't good but you know at that point after it goes on for a couple of years now you're watching family feud and richard dawson is hosting or you've been watching uh Liar. Home
0: sex videos
1: <laughs> with Bob Crane. <laughs> with Bob Crane, that you got. Uh, do you know about this, Julian? Nope. Okay, the guy who played the main character in Hogan's Heroes, Colonel Hogan, uh, was played by Bob Crane, who was apparently involved with some really um, sketchy people who were into certain forms of kink involving filming themselves and each other. And he was found beaten to death in a motel in
0: Scottsdale, Arizona scottsdale what was that movie that came out uh oh
1: um it had uh
0: something focus autofocus autofocus yes yeah greg Kinnear. it's a pretty good movie but about, it's about, about yeah crane and yeah he got into like early video equipment and then he got into <laughs> making dirty movies with some guy who they would just pick up women and film these things without telling them
1: just amateur yeah. sex movies so this all ties in nicely though. Uh huh. I mean, it's not like we're really too far off track from what we're going to talk no. about. What were we talking about? Um, Will, do you want to do recently watched?
0: Sure. I went for first last time.
1: Do you want me to go first this time? No, okay. I'll go. Okay. Uh,
0: I watched a series of car movies because of the post-apocalyptic car movies. I imagine <laughs> to be said, you need to watch these. Um, I saw Daddio, which I've seen before. So I, didn't write that one down but uh it's uh oh god who's the guy anyway guy who's obviously a 35 year old teenager Mm -hmm. um runs some drugs for some local thugs and uh makes good by the end of the picture 50s movie Mm. i wouldn't watch it it's not very
1: good drugs for thugs
0: drugs for thugs uh
2: so he becomes the father of O, and then yeah, she she stars in the sequel, the story of O. Uh
0: huh, Daddy O and her okay. yeah and O. Uh, so uh, then I watched, uh, I believe it was Dragstrip Strip Girl, <clears throat> which was a uh, there were like three. Three of the movies were the, the exact same basically with the synopsis. <laughs> basically a girl who's not like the other girls.
1: It came down to who had the cooler poster. She
0: decides to well, she's a drag racer. Her dad bought her a drag race car. And uh I've been hearing a lot about drag being bad. Uh, <laughs> see, other than maybe a rollover. Um maybe T boning someone if you're dragging on the street. That's true. You know uh, you know um it's pretty good she gets to race the final race for her boyfriend uh, you know it's, uh, I've seen that
2: one I've seen um ghost of Dragstrip hollow
0: Ooh, that sounds good yeah that's a, good one. That's a great I'm title watch that good poster Paul Blaisdell creature excellent um that rolled into the choppers 1961 mm. this uh, has this is an arch hall senior yeah, movie yeah um, who, he obviously wanted Arch Hall Jr. to be both a movie star and a singer. He can do neither of those. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: good in, um, The Sadist.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that. I really that. like that one. I have to watch that one. Uh, he's kind of a ugly kid, I'll say. Um.
2: Yeah, he quit Phil
0: King to become a pilot. Oh, okay. And he always sings a couple kind of crappy tunes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, then, I, oh, I watched uh, something called Steel Arena. This is a nineteen seventy three movie about roadside daredevils. Oh, in the
1: in the Globe of Death or whatever they called it. Yeah,
0: they cl- no mm-hmm. these people just run a daredevil show that goes around the country. Okay, and they have various daredevil stunts. Um, it was made by the group of daredevils. That they play in the movie. Oh, cool. But they do not paint a flattering picture of themselves. I have to give them points for that. Basically, they say daredevils are stupid. <laughs> what they do is stupid and reckless by its very nature. But here they are. Mm. You know? Um, you know, basically, uh, like a great moment of comedy I found in the movie... I don't know that they meant this, but the the guy goes, uh, the racetrack announcer, uh, or the guy who runs the show comes out and goes, let's have a moment of silence for, you know, daredevil Bob who perished last week in the, you know, stunt here. Um, uh, and then they pause for like two seconds. I mean, not that short, but 20 seconds. And then he goes, all right, let's have another race. <laughs>
1: it's just yeah you know and yeah uh we learned I, nothing from bob's death
0: <laughs> it's a very f- regional feeling film um i enjoyed it i don't know that it was good or anybody else would enjoy it but i did uh and then i watched something called pit stop 1969 this is a jack hill film oh, okay um uh sid Haig is in it oh man uh they found out that uh, Sid Haig could not drive after <laughs> they cast him to drive in this movie. So you can tell all the scenes where he's behind the wheel are definitely rear projection. You know, uh, he climbs out of cars, but I don't think he drives anything you see on, on the screen. But it's always good to see Sid outside the Philippines.
1: He was in Foxy Brown.
0: Yeah, damn right he was in Foxy Brown.
1: Yeah, he was yeah
0: a... this was, uh, you know, Jack Hill, Spider-Baby. Yeah. Um, Barbara, uh, what's her name? Barbara Washington, Washburn, something. She's in this, too. Hmm. She was in Spider-Baby and Star Trek. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually a pretty good movie. Even though there is no pit stop in it, except. Maybe two seconds when when uh Sid's character has to pull in, and they're like, "Go to the pit stop, and that's about it. Like, when they name this pit stop
1: there we gave you the title of the movie, move on, yeah, and then trash
0: pick of the week I'll do is too hot to handle too which hot I to wish handle. was spelled with numbers <laughs> um this is a nineteen seventy seven um action spy movie with a spy named samantha fox
1: really yes
0: before samantha fox
1: before actual samantha fox
0: i believe so um 1977 i don't know when samantha fox became popular
1: after that 80s, yeah.
0: yeah i figured she was in the i remember from the 80s and yeah just didn't seem that old then so uh yeah she is a uh an all around, she's a female James Bond. Oh. She has no eyebrows, much like my love, Mia Goth. Yeah. <laughs> which makes her look weird. Uh, <laughs> she basically is an assassin, who runs around killing people, doesn't care who she's killing. I think she tells somebody, like, it's just business, you know? They paid me, I don't care.
1: <laughs>
0: Pow. Um,. Yeah, uh, you know, being a a 70s film, she's naked a lot. There you go. Yeah, it was all around great trash. Excellent. uh, I recommend it. It's on Tubi. Too hot (laughs) to handle. Too hot to handle. Too cold to hold.
1: Yeah. Was that it?
0: Wasn't that enough?
1: I would say so. Didn't
0: I suffer enough for you people?
1: Yep, you watched it so we don't have to. Exactly.
0: I recommend Pit Stop. And uh, yeah, too hot to handle.
1: Well, we watched a uh, series called Beef, uh, starvi- uh, starving, <laughs> starring Stephen Yun and Ali Wong. And uh, it's, it's always really strange when you're watching something you know nothing about. And uh, I think even the preview just kind of gives you a real quick overview of what happened here. And it's about a road rage incident that sort of just pits these two people against each other. They could easily have never found each other, but it it went another way. And they did end up, one, figuring out who the other one was, and then vice versa later on. And there's a lot of back and forth between these two characters. What was really weird for me... The,
0: it's a Netflix series. Uh, well, a meat ugly?
1: Yes, basically. <laughs> instead of meet cute yeah you
0: know when did you meet your enemy your arch nemesis well (laughs) let me tell you
1: your stalker he Um, had
0: 15 items in the 12 items or less line in front of me and he was paying with a check (gasps) that motherfucker
1: should die (laughs) (laughs) um what's funny about this one i'm watching the series it's it's either most of the way through or halfway through the first or second episode. And I see, I see a guy on screen who I've actually met and helped when we worked at the art supply store. Um, uh, an artist named David Cho. Oh yeah. Who, uh, I helped him, uh, load a whole bunch of spray paint into a shopping cart. And he was doing murals in Denver at, at that particular moment. He rolled into town with some friends and, Um, a little background was he's a graffiti artist who uh, I believe was living in LA and either LA or San Francisco, wherever Facebook had its headquarters Uh and they wanted him to come and just do his style of art and just wrap the whole inside of the Facebook headquarters. And they said, we'll either pay you cash or, uh, stock. Yeah. He took stock in facebook
0: and the cash was not an insignificant amount no. but compared to the stock he got
1: it ended up being millions of dollars he made off of that yeah so then he could just roll around the country in a sprinter van with his buddies and go paint murals and party down to use a verb as a noun or a noun a yeah. verb um so i'm sitting there and all of a sudden cho is on the screen i'm like holy shit that's David show. It's, it's weird when you've met somebody, even if it was only for half an hour yeah. and all of a sudden they're on a series on TV. Um, but he is the loser, uh, cousin or uncle. I'm trying to remember what his character served as, uh, he, he's, he's the cousin now that I think of it. Uh, he's just gotten out of prison. Mm -hmm. He was in some trouble, ends up going back to prison. He's like, just this jailbird character because he's always running some very successful scam until he gets caught. And then it's not a successful scam anymore because he got caught. But he's always got the next thing sorted out. Uh now Danny, the main character who's played by Stephen Yun, um, he and the funny thing is Cho's last name in the is Cho in in the series. Yeah. So you got Danny Cho and Isaac Cho. It's spelled C H O instead of C H O E. But oh. uh, so um, it it's one of those uh, things where it's like culturally you don't exactly understand what's going on, but they explain it to you as it goes. If you don't understand it, but uh, you've got Danny and his brother Paul are living in an apartment and they're trying to figure out if they can help the parents get over, you know, get back over from Korea and uh, get started. Because they they went back to the old country for a while to sort things out, they ran into some trouble financially, and uh, it doesn't help them to have this cousin who's always like, "No, no, no, we'll do this. It'll be great." You know, <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, we'll I just, know
0: a guy who knows a guy who can get that for yeah, us." Yeah, just
1: we're gonna we're gonna drive your truck. We're gonna go pick some stuff up at this place. Turns out you're breaking into this place. Yeah, <laughs> little do you realize till you get there, and. uh Ali Wong, the flip side of this, you know, they're, these guys are sketchy. They're running scams. They're trying to make ends meet. Danny is a contractor. Uh, flip side of this, Ali Wong's character, um, Amy Lau, is uh, a very successful uh, business person. And this big um, department store, uh, Her, she's somehow tied in with this Um the woman's her boss, but wants to buy her out. She's going to make millions and millions of dollars off of it. Mm -hmm. And so she's already successful. She's about to get a lot more successful, but this run in with this Danny character really got under her skin. And the same for him. They were both so sure they were right in this little road rage incident. It's not even road rage. It was parking lot rage. Mm. They weren't even on the road yet. And uh, one of them honked for too long and the other one flipped the other one off and, and the whole series if I think, they had
0: been armed they could have settled it right then and there
1: you, you you kind of wondered when you're watching the series is it going to go there
0: is that what they're advocating nope. just shooting each other in the parking lot
1: makes for a much shorter series yeah so and really i haven't spoiled anything this is kind of the premise for crazy escalating back and forth that happens for 10 episodes
0: wasn't that a beneflect movie um, uh, I think he was in it with uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Huh? They were in a road rage incident, like Ben Affleck was trying to get to a job interview, or maybe it was the other way around, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson stops him or something. There's some inconvenience, and they get into a road rage. Act. It's a terrible movie, but.
1: Yeah. I mean, dark comedy is, is, uh, sometimes hard to watch. It makes you squirm sometimes, but this one, it just, it's so comical how much it escalates. Yeah. Even though it gets dangerous and weird sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes they even surprised me because I I usually can see the stuff coming that they're going to do, but they got me a couple of times with this one.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a hilarious Russell Crowe movie that came out four or five years ago where he plays a road he's in a road rage incident no kidding yeah and it is bonkers
1: <clears throat> it just tells you we've not explored this enough yet
0: no While well, r- you're going to your Airbnb where they've already <laughs> have another person you know signed up uh, you guys get into a road rage pulling out of there and it leads to love forever or hate forever road
1: rage on the way to the Airbnb uh-huh. m- mix up
0: and the gentle art of Swedish death
1: cleaning. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then of course, realizing I had not seen much of Ali Wong's up, uh, we watched one of her one hour specials. So it was called Don Wong. And, uh, wow, she goes places I didn't think she would go with her stand-up. And after watching this, one could only get curious about some of the stuff she said. It turns out, no, she's now divorced. (laughs) So some of the stuff she was saying about being envious of single people and, you know, some particular things about being married.
0: That's like Wanda Sykes. She had a special where it was all about how, you know, her marriage Basically wasn't working and all this stuff, and then she got divorced right after that, and came out
1: yeah, that'll happen,
0: but yeah uh
1: then, because hiding
0: truths and jokes
1: I think they do that a lot, I think most uh comedians are hurting
0: uh, well, yeah, <laughs> duh, you're only funny if that becomes a defense. Right, you're a really funny person if you have you know some reason you stand out and you can't fight. you learn how to become funny to disarm people,
1: yeah, well, realizing that's I why that, I
0: wouldn't accept any good looking comedians. it's you not know easy. they're faking it, yeah, it's not easy, no, you gotta have some real problems, real trauma there,
1: they could be attractive physically but have other traumas, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they're not just picked on because they're unattractive.
0: Yeah, but that's usually an easy visual clue before you hear their jokes. It's
1: like, oh, this guy looks like a friggin' gargoyle. Yeah. He's
0: clearly... (laughs) He's gonna be funny. It's like
1: a fat chef. Yeah, (laughs) you can trust that guy. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Loves food, he eats food. None of it's killed him yet. Yeah. Uh, Then, because I've not watched enough UFO stuff lately, I watched Cosmic Hoax... Or, I'm sorry, The Cosmic Hoax and Exposé.
0: Yeah, don't get it confused with Cosmic Host Hoax. That's another <laughs> movie. The Cosmic Hoax.
1: Yeah. With the tagline, An Exposé. Now, I'm totally unaware of this one, but I know I have not seen it. So I'm on Tubi, and I hit play, just because, you know, the late night shows were all in reruns. And I start watching, and I go, I wonder if Dr. Stephen Greer is going to be in this. Of course he is. Let me hold my breath until he appears on screen. (laughs) I did not turn blue. (laughs) So Dr. Stephen Greer shatters the lies, I'm reading the blurb, surrounding the recent quote-unquote official UFO disclosures in his most explosive expose yet in The Cosmic Hoax and expose, the mechanisms of manipulation yielded by the power elite are put put on full display and the roots of UFO secrecy are finally revealed. Wait a minute. Finally revealed. Power elite. Yeah. Who is this power lead? Will the military industrial complex play their quote unquote final card as Werner von Braun warned about uh, and hoax an alien invasion? Yeah. You know, you can't say that he finally blows the lid off of something and finally this and finally that when that's what they say each one of these specials is about. Uh-huh. Secrets finally revealed.
2: <laughs> so... You ought to look into that Werner von Brown. He's got a dark past, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed, he seemed like a
0: pretty okay dude. He seemed like an okay dude. I didn't he ask was... him much about what he did before the war. No. <laughs> Never came up. I don't know what <laughs> Jeff. He's German. What would he have been doing? I don't
1: know. Jeff. Jeff Hitler. No relation. Jeff Hitler. Actually, my usual joke with that is Kyle Hitler.
0: Kyle but, Hitler. Yeah.
2: Um, I just send them down. What was What's the line there? I just send them up. I don't care where they come down. It's not my department. It's <laughs> von Brown. Yeah, I think that is true.
1: Yeah, the soft landing is someone else's job.
2: Yeah, is, it, is it, I, I've, I've completely uh, uh, ruined it. But it's, it's a great song by uh, Tom Lehrer called Bernabé Brown.
1: Oh, okay. Hey, we didn't promise not to spoil that. Jolene, anything from you? So
2: I lent you Mill of the Stone Women several yes. weeks ago. Yes, I've also lent you Kiss of the Vampire,
1: and I could reach them both from here. Yet, okay, for so, some reason uh, I just, haven't watched them yet.
2: Okay, I will not go on. Thank you, you for that you. mime. <laughs> <laughs> Truth in comedy, <laughs>
1: right?
2: <laughs> um, all right, then. I shall move on. <laughs> uh, again still busy uh, <laughs> people <laughs> if, if anyone's still listening to this show it's like we're always going to talk about Tubi Richard's going to talk about UFOs and uh, how Bigfoot shot Kennedy <laughs> and I'm going to talk about Zatoichi movies
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. week after week are you saying we're in a rut <laughs> do we it's need a, to switch a, it up I for Sweeps Week it's, it's a nice rut um,
1: I had briefly pulled out of the rut. That's why I drove back into it. So,
2: <laughs> um,
0: so I watched. Uh, is that Twitching the Fire Festival? Which oh, is, is that the Fire Festival <laughs> that was uh, the big scam? They're going to run a big yes. music concert.
1: Didn't he avenge all those people that were yes. cheated?
0: Yes. Blindly? Rather
2: more beheadings than they could show on the news.
1: Yeah. He claimed he knew Jay Z, but, you
2: know. So we're, we're getting into the we're just getting to the 70s now you've still got the uh, you've got Kenji Masumi directing again he did the, like the, the very first one Uh great chamara director Chambara's, um sword play it's oh okay um, he did the lone wolf oh okay of the lone wolf movies yeah um, yeah um, so this one uh, it gets he, it's noticeably more bizarre than the early episodes early entries in the mm-hmm. Zatoichi series. Um it's I think as there's more of an influence of the uh, manga and uh the more weird later entries of the um there's a series called Sleepy Eyes of Death. Okay. About uh Kyoshiro and um and uh they they get they get pretty bizarre. But uh yeah, there's this like really weird trap they rig up for him, which involves um Fire okay, as you might imagine. Uh, it's, it's very entertaining. There's a there's lot more nudity in this one. Um, and I should point out that most of the nudity is men. Hmm. He goes to this bathhouse, and like, obviously, everyone in, else in there is a yakuza because they got full body tattoos. But like, they have this like full on sword fight where uh, everyone's naked.
1: All right. So you can't say naked and sword fight without yeah, being more specific.
2: Just, yeah, it, may, it does make you cringe. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know why and a sword would get you just as well through a yeah <laughs> a bit of cloth, but um, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's it's fun, but it's noticeably weirder and more. Uh, there's more stylization going on. There's like this bizarre. Hallucination sequence that could come straight out of one of the lower morph movies. Oh, okay. Uh okay. But yeah, it's very enjoyable. But you know, it, we're into that Alan Costello phase. <laughs> oh, okay. So you got like the the uh, celebrity team ups. Mm, I think then the Harlem Globetrotters so, show up. <laughs> so he's he's met your Jimbo, and the next one he meets the one-armed swordsman.
1: Oh, okay. So um, yeah, they're, they're fun. Was that it? Yep. Right on. Will, your choice, which astonishingly was available on Tubi, Day of the Animals. Day of the Animals. Tell us why you picked it. Because
0: uh, Jolene picked a Grizzly <laughs> last week, and I thought, <laughs> why just not? We just to Tubi pick everything. <laughs> we just pick another girdler animal movie. Excellent. You know, it has largely the same cast. I think they probably filmed them at the same time.
1: <laughs> And just split them into two piles (laughs) and said, all right, these reels go over here and those reels go over there. We got two movies.
2: Before the bear had to split back to Washington.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Back to. Would you do it in a couple of weeks? (laughs) So this Um, was directed by William Girdler. Show me the honey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it was written by William W. Norton and Eleanor E. Norton. Uh, based on a story by Edward Montoro, who was also a producer who was drunk at that time, <laughs> you'd think so <laughs> uh some of this makes you think of wanting to drink. This was um starring Leslie Nielsen
0: <laughs> yes,
1: now, at this point in time he's still he like some of the maybe some of the shine is off of him, but he's He's been a dashing leading man in a lot of movies in the 50s and 60s. He's a bit older now, but he's still. Yeah. He played a
2: lot of villains and he was on the Hitchcock series. And yeah. The Columbo he did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's going to work. He doesn't care. He'll do mm-hmm. it. It seems like he's a professional. He's going to show up, do the job mm. and he's going to put everything into it. Who boy does he in this one?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He chooses scenery. Yeah. Hot shot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: he dude, tries to beat up a child.
1: Man. You know what? Before Kills we,
0: a guy with a stick.
1: Stabs him with a stick.
0: Yeah. Doesn't
1: hit him and kill him like, ooh, damn, I hit him a little hard on the back of his head.
0: No, I stabbed him with a large limb from a tree. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't food on a stick. No, it should have been. <laughs>
1: Um do you want to g- stabbed with a corn dog? Do you want to give the uh like a
0: overview of this will? Uh yes. Uh it opens with a warning that uh the ozone layer is being depleted and bad stuff might happen. 1977. Uh-huh. And we find out the bad stuff is that the UV rays that are getting through are causing animals to go crazy in higher altitude locations. Uh-huh and crazy they go uh meanwhile there's a a group of campers tour hikers i don't know what you'd call them a little uh, tour that's going through uh leslie nielsen's part of it he's an ad executive and uh there's a mom and a kid there's a married couple or two
1: there's a doofy shutterbug
0: yeah there's a doofy guy um there's the, uh, you know, the, uh, outdoorsy tour leader, you know, um,
1: he's a little rugged, but not a too a little rugged. rugged.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A little rough around the edges. You know? Yeah. But he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, just once I'd like him to be like, no, he isn't just an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> but he did okay this time, you know, he stopped that bear. We don't have to invite him to dinner or anything, do we? <laughs> uh, usually had experience stopping bears. Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, they uh, they they go to the woods, and and animals start attacking. Uh, birds attack. Uh, wolves attack. A cougar attacks.
1: A racist attacks.
0: A racist attacks. There's several racist attacks. Um, Hot shots are attacked. Um, There's a mute girl that's found in the river um, who is accompanied by one of the hikers. He names her Nova. And he keeps saying, this is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then right after he says it, something horrible happens. Quit saying it's going to be okay. It's not. Just say you'll be right back. Yeah, just say, "I'll I'll be right back. Um, Watching this, uh, I mean, this isn't the first time I've seen it. Uh, I've watched this movie several times. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, uh, This has a scene that uh, when I first rewatched this uh, a couple of years ago or so, uh, after having not seen it for a zillion years, not really remembering it. But uh, there's a scene where the, the dopey guy with the kid tries to get into his VW bug. By not looking at the seat, when he, when he opens the door, he's trying to get away from a dog, and he reaches back, and there are snakes in the Volkswagen. I had nightmares about that, and I believe that this was the movie that caused it when I was a little kid. Wow. That I would have nightmares that there were snakes in the car.
1: <laughs> now, you lived where there were snakes. Yes, yes. Rattlesnakes, uh-huh. specifically. In and cars.
0: Then, in cars. Driving around. <laughs> Just like Gary Newman sung about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh uh anyway. Um Leslie Nielsen goes nuts from the UV rays. I don't know if because he's more an animal.
1: He's more animal than man.
0: Yes, maybe.
1: I think he decides at some point that hey, have none of you guys read Lord of the Flies? For fuck's sake, this is Lord of the Flies, and yeah. I am going to be the conqueror, the king, the...
0: I think that was the trip he had signed up for, <laughs> yeah. but nobody else was aware of that. Yeah. He got the special package where you get to kill and rape. <laughs> yeah. In the
2: woods. Yeah, he got the Colonel Kurtz uh, <laughs> Deluxe package, package. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a uh, Native American guide as part of the group, uh, Daniel Santee is the character's name. Uh, who boy, that, that's like not very far into the movie when, uh, Nielsen's character, uh, Uh, Paul, Paul Jensen. States that
0: Indians can't cry.
1: (laughs) Oh, he mentions that commercial. Yes. Uh, and, and he's, he's like, yeah, you know, the one with a crying Indian. Yeah. I wrote that or something like that. Yeah.
0: Indians can't cry in real life or. He says some crazy bullshit like that. You're like, that's his first real well, sign that he's... Well,
1: it turns out that Iron Eyes Cody was, was actually... Italian. An Italian-American. Yes. So, the more you know. <laughs> but, you know... Maybe that's why they cast him, because he could cry.
0: A guy in a pinstripe suit or a weird chef's hat, standing on the side of the road, crying. <laughs> didn't make the same... Didn't have the same impact, you know? Yeah.
1: They're like, here, put on this war bonnet. Yeah, I don't think he's wearing a war bonnet. But anyway, um, so uh, yeah, uh, uh, Paul Leslie Nielsen's character just kind of rolls on him right away, calling him chemosabi and saying all kinds of racist stuff. Yeah, um, this is uh, unfortunately not far from reality for the uh, mid, mid to late seventies, like
0: or like, the early twenty twenties.
1: or or throughout history yeah you know and it hasn't been fixed yet
0: not been fixed you know we will get around to it we're busy with pollution we and when we get through the pollution we will get around to racism i promise unless they get so bad we can't do anything about them and then we can ignore them
1: do you think people are continuing pollution so they don't have to address racism
0: (laughs) probably yeah
2: I think that's... It'd kill us off before we have to deal with our own ethics.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking more in terms of like a big corporations or like, a, you know, we don't want to be really revealed for our racist ways. So we'll just keep pumping out the pollution. Yeah.
0: Like that old joke where the guy, you know, global warming and he goes outside with an aerosol can in the winter and sprays it all out to heat the place up. He'd do mm-hmm. the same to kind of cover his racism.
1: <laughs> well, maybe. You know whitewash it a little
0: yeah i guess anyway leslie nielsen has a big meltdown he he fights a kid he yells at people calls him hot shot <laughs> fights a bear he fights a bear um uh,
1: i forget did he win
0: <laughs> <laughs> no
2: didn't have a rocket launcher on him he oh, did not yeah, have a rocket right. launcher. that's right that's yeah, right someone else th- had he that he his pockets
1: yeah yeah so it's, it's always a bad idea to fight the bear were you uh surprised by
0: well i like the guy in, in last week's movie grizzly who ran it he only had two shots for some reason and then the bear comes at him and he swings his rifle at it
1: yeah don't do instead that. instead
0: of just i don't know what do you do run play dad brown, i can't remember brown go down black attack yep okay yeah they that always- sounds a bit racist <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, black bears, you can scare them away by acting crazy and trying to make yourself look bigger, yeah. like pick up some branches and wave them around. Oh, like back,
2: a hyena. Back off slowly and look big. Yeah. Grizzlies, if they get you down, you should play dead. Because they're just trying to swat you down mm-hmm. because yeah. you've done something for some reason. You've got between them and the cub or something. You exist. No, no, no. no they won't. The UV rays have gotten to them. Bears won't attack humans unless they've done stunt something stupid. and they've,
0: they've Like vote Republican or, <laughs> you know.
1: Show up where bears
0: live. Think yes. Chili's is a great restaurant. Stolen Stuff like car. that. Yeah. Cut them off at the junction. Exactly. <laughs> Road rages, you know. Yeah. Um, so- but if it's a puma or a cougar or a mountain lion or mm-hmm. a panther. Is there another one?
1: Um, mountain lions, they say you will not see. No, don't
0: play dead.
1: No, you won't see or hear them coming. You'll be dead before you can do anything about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I should have brought this up with the last movie. The bear materializes just in front of a guy at some point. It's like, how did this 18-foot bear lumber out in front of him in this clearing, and he didn't see it? They're
2: proto-slashes. Yeah, exactly. Got this kind of teleporting power.
0: Yeah. Now, um, was the hawk in this movie leading the other animals? I feel like it was. Because it seemed to be.
1: I think I think the um, falconer or hawker, or whatever the guy is, who was the trainer of these birds, was definitely leading them. Because, who oh boy, were they just like showing up and doing stuff? It's like, yeah, we need to swoop down and almost hit this person and then, you know, steal this person's backpack or whatever they needed him to do. The birds were like, got it. Got it. They, you know, they hit their mark every time. It was kind of fantastic. I have to ask you, Jolie, uh, growing up in England, as you did, um, did you experience there a craze like we did here where grown men needed to hang out with zoo or circus animals? Was that part of your pop culture? Or
2: pet tigers and
1: stuff? Yeah, I mean, but but in, in your entertainment, like in your TV shows and movies. Like did
0: Doctor Who have a pet turtle oh, or something? Oh, like... Um,
1: like Grizzly Adams um, or B.J. Uh, and the Bear. Mr. Bean. you which try
0: a... but loose. And... Yeah.
1: Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or did, the, the, did you just say, well, you know, we don't need to make that because it's all coming in from America?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. The, yeah, we yeah, pretty much like cornered that. that market right away. Yeah. Nobody did, could get an edge in it after that
1: <laughs> yeah we we had grizzly adams um, there was a there was a show about a truck driver uh bj and the bear but the bear it, yeah. was a chimp not mm-hmm. a bear so um, uh
0: uh-huh. and that was ripped off from every or, which way but loose and exactly and whatever the other movie's called
1: any which way you can that's it yeah that was the sequel cuz uh-huh. you couldn't get enough of that clint eastwood hanging out with an orangutan
0: no that right. was gold <laughs>
1: That's right. Clyde, yes. Right turn, Clyde. <laughs> so uh, I'm always
2: turning right for some reason. Um yeah, we yeah, we didn't didn't have that. I, I think our main contribution to eco horror in the seventies is like uh nineteen seventy four uh James Herbert, his, his first novel, The Rats. Oh mm, yes. All his novels were bestsellers. Uh hugely popular. And then uh, the Rats came out and and, uh, the Daily Mail labeled his novels as uh, Book Nasties. Mm. So a few years later, when uh, Home Video took off, they
0: Uh, became uh, Video video Nasties. Mm. Yeah, Book Nasties doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Yeah. So he did like four Rats novels.
1: Wow. Just kept going back to the well.
2: Well, yeah, you do, you do them, every, and, and they're each different from each other. Like, the, so the first one's Rats, and that's basically based on his um, childhood growing up in East End of London. It's all bombed out, and rats are just getting huge and running the place. Mm. Oh, wow! Uh, and then there's uh, Lair, where you get uh, this mutant breed comes in, which is like a, can control the other rats and oh. it's so. more purposeful. And then the third one's Domain, where they've just taken over. And then the fourth one's this graphic novel. Uh, which is in the far future, where rats have mutatedness
0: and become people like the movie
2: <laughs> rats. <laughs> oh yeah, rats! Night of terror, isn't
0: it? Yeah, that's it. Rats! Night of terror.
2: Yeah, but so. yeah. So they were they were hugely popular, and then like uh, the uh, you, you, when I was a kid, you go into the horror section, the paperbacks, and it just it was just every kind of creature you could imagine oh. was turning on mankind.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic.
2: So, so Sean Hudson did um, slugs. Yes, yes, slugs. But there, there was everything. Every any creature you could name, it was it was up there. On crabs, the... crabs. Yeah, Guyan Smith did the crab series. Yeah, he did loads of those. Uh, yeah, they were excellent. Night of the crabs,
0: crabs versus rats, <laughs> and a crossover.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So we, we had a, like a, our own eco horror thing but it was it was literary
1: really yeah so something that I kind of wonder if you noticed about westerns from let's say even as early as the 50s definitely the 60s and 70s that you know there, there was a certain just sort of a pedestrian view of race and race relations that was really off base and not so great So the only way they could really let you know that a character is bad and racist is that it had to be really over the top. That way you could really kind of wink at the audience and be like, you know, this guy's really going too far, right? Right? Yeah. It kind of feels like they still had to do that as recently as 1977 when they filmed this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you noticed that about old Westerns?
2: Uh... You know there were progressive westerns in the fifties, like Sergeant Rutledge and so on, where they they'd uh, but they'd have a a, a native character or a, a black character, but they'd have to be really saintly, and then the mm-hmm. then the opposition would be completely villainous, and then you'd have the the good guy would be stuck
0: in the middle, having to arbitrate. And, mm, yeah, I think that's every other episode of Wagon Train. <laughs> i don't know if you've ever watched wagon trade i would never have seen it it's a western that ran for a million years is a tv and, series uh, yeah yeah they go from missouri to sacramento and uh yeah it's like star of the week mm-hmm. you'd have on that would be you know whoever the main character is and uh uh i don't know anytime there was a native american he would have to be a complete saint and probably have to give his life to save the white man, (laughs) you know, nobly. But Mm. they learn, they come, they come to learn that they're a lot alike.
1: Oh, well, there you go. You know, this bad guy who, uh, does make it really clear to the audience that he's a terrible person. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's a chauvinist. He's a racist. Anything ending in ist that's bad. He's it. Um, Probably not a very good capitalist either. It's probably a mean one.
0: He's probably a good capitalist then. Oh well, yeah, I guess that. I would. mean, is there any room for sentimentality and capitalism. kindness and capitalism? No, not if you're doing it right. Not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Fuck you, pay me. That's all. It's
1: just <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a. It's a. It's a pretty. Uh, I don't want to say weak bunch of hikers, but...
0: They're not, uh, you know, experienced in any way. They're all city dwellers.
1: But this guy isn't either. But no, when finally someone tries to stand up to him, they give up too easily. Yeah. The mom... See, okay, I wanted to ask you guys about, you know, the Chekhov's gun theory on this whole thing. The kid won't quit throwing rocks at stuff. All right? So I'm thinking he at some point is going to stop one of the animals from killing somebody by just hitting it just right with a rock. And then when we start seeing uh, the Leslie Nielsen character ramping up, it's like, oh, he's going to take him out with a rock like David and Goliath. He's going to just rock his world, knock him out. No, the mom goes to attack this guy with a rock. Yeah. And then gives up and doesn't. Yeah. So I feel like that was a pretty big missed opportunity. I think as the audience, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there seeing this for the first time going, oh man, here it comes. (laughs) She's going to give up. The kid's going to step up and just wing a rock right at his temple and knock him out and maybe kill him. Yeah. Doesn't happen. So leave it to the bear.
0: Yeah. Who didn't throw rocks at all. (laughs)
1: <laughs> did you know big, but a big dog foots? in
0: this threw a dog house off a cliff kind of a, yeah, those uh yeah sh- when they get when they went to the dog kennel for some reason
1: the uh the village of the shepherds <laughs> yeah and this
0: like dog house comes off the cliff and lands on them or almost lands on them and then a dog jumps there. like did the dog throw the house how did it do that <laughs> Flew up there like Snoopy.
1: I guess I don't know why. what's going on. It's
0: like on the top of the hill in there.
1: Uh, well, Julian, what were your favorite things about uh, the, the story of this? Uh, I like the
2: little girl because she reminded me. Uh, like uh, I've, I've seen some reviews of it where they they say, "Oh, James Cameron must have seen this because um, she reminds you of Newt." Newt, the mute girl. I can see that. Traumatized, yeah. Yeah, but she she reminds me of the the little girl from them. Oh yeah, the fifties eco horror equivalent where uh, yeah that's... about the giant ants where she's there's that beautiful opening scene where there's this little girl's just out there in the distance in the Mojave Desert and yeah she's just wandering along with this shattered dolly and she's obviously traumatized and she can't speak.
1: She lost both parents.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And your aunt, ironically, yeah, that's where that character comes from for me, anyway.
0: Yeah, that's a good. I bet that's where that may come from. That trope.
1: Yeah, I think um, trying to head to lower ground was kind of an interesting story, uh, you know, a plot point here because they, at some point, realize, well, we need to get down from where we are after, you know, a. A bad idea of spending a night there. You know, their, their supply drop has been ravaged by animals.
0: Animal town's right down the hill. We can go there and we'll be safe. Yeah. Are you sure?
1: Well, we got to <laughs> go through the German Shepherd Village first, but, you know, they're having their Oktoberfest. So yeah. They're all going to be drunk.
0: Barktoberfest, they call That's it. That's
1: right. <laughs> Uh, actually, German Shepherds are nice drunks. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, they are nice drunks, you know. <laughs> you, yeah, you don't run into a mean drunk in German Shepherds. Yeah. Um, yeah, heading down the mountain, I thought was like, oh yeah, that's probably a good idea for you guys. But uh, none of them are especially uh, experienced hikers. So, you know, if they don't have good guidance, they're they're kind of screwed anyway. Was it so hard to walk downhill? shouldn't be. But if you don't know where you're going or how to get there.
0: Or if it's not slanted in any way.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, the grizzly just keeps showing up and killing people. Uh Uh-huh. Like the wholesale murder of hikers is is just like, at some point I started thinking, wow, made for TV? No, I I know it isn't, but um, they would have to do a little editing on this. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they did want to keep it available, like you said, Julian, but, you know, the dismembering a kid and chucking him on the ground.
0: I thought that was grizzly. It was grisly. Like, oh, wait. Yeah, you're getting it's these it's movies like, confused. Leg torn off.
1: Yeah. And that's right.
0: The kid doesn't get mauled in this.
1: Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. I am you're
0: conflating you're the two.
1: you
2: your girdlers. Well,
1: we're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> because, because...
0: Don't go, mix you, up your girdlers get you yeah isn't a twist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah because William Shatner mixed up his girdlers once. Um, no no this uh, it was the it was the scene where uh, um, the Paul Jensen or whatever Leslie Nielsen character was trying to rape the woman and the bear got him. yeah, that's why I'm onto Grizzly suddenly. but uh, yeah, we've got uh did, did we see a kill from a mountain lion?
0: Uh, uh off, they, they off get screen. attacked while they're at a campfire and they run it off with a, with a torch. And then I think it, does it come back? I don't remember. yeah I should know. I've seen this movie enough times.
1: Yeah, my problem is I've just watched Grizzly and this one.
0: Yeah, me too. too. I watched both together. of them today and they're all mashed together. You got Grizzly in my... Day of the Animals. You got Day of the Animals and Night Grizzly.
1: <laughs> They're two great tastes that taste great together. Yeah, I know. There's a
0: film called Night of the Grizzly. Night of the Grizzly.
1: Oh, man. That's
0: a good sequel <laughs> to both of these.
1: Meanwhile, at Civilization, they discover that uh, martial law has been declared and that the National Guard's going to take over things.
0: But they were busy fighting a zombie outbreak. <laughs>
1: You know, you could stir zombies into the storyline and it would have been just right.
0: What if the animals were zombies? Oh, there's one called Zombies. Zombies? Probably right. on Tubi. Probably. I would hope. <laughs> if they got their act together, it would be. I looked for Roller Gator on there. I was hoping it would be.
1: Oh,
0: oh I have to watch so that. So you could watch Roller Gator.
1: Someone else can be. Is it wearing roller
0: skates? I think it's on a skateboard but it's an inarticulate puppet
1: why not skater gator
0: right is that too clever that's too clever it's probably trademarked
1: Eh, so they they
0: probably were naming it that and then they're like well now it's gotta be roller gator boo boo we almost lost joe estevez but (laughs) another six-pack
1: got him back on board (laughs) (laughs) the poor man's martin sheen or is it the other way around uh, the, no, rich man's, <laughs> the rich man's Joe Estevez. <laughs> that's what Martin Sheen is. <laughs> okay, uh, fair You mean enough.
0: Ramon Estevez?
1: Yeah, that's right. He is Ramon Estevez. And, um,
0: and Carlos, his son, Carlos Estevez.
1: Yeah, and Emilio is just like, you know what? I'm not going to try and fake it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am Emilio. Deal Emilio, deal with it. That's, a, that's a fine name. Yeah, and he had a pretty good career. I don't know what he's done lately, but... Yeah, what have you done for us lately, Emilio? Emilio,
0: nothing. Yeah. Where's uh, Repo Man? Man is one of work my favorite two. Movies.
1: Stakeout three. Yeah. Still staken. I, I don't know how many stakeout movies they made, but
0: too many or not enough?
1: Depends on who you ask.
0: Yeah. Just right. They knew right when to end the series. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have gone out on a higher note. <laughs> Stakeout 7. <laughs> the Crossover at the Police Academy films.
1: Oh, God. They just didn't know when to say when, did they? Let's see. Stakeout. <laughs> I have to look this up now. Curiosity is wa- killing me.
2: <laughs> I once had a landlord who wanted to have a bonding experience, so he said, Lowell let's go to the video shop and he went and he, he got every Police Academy movie on.
1: Did he bring a wheelbarrow? Ooh. And he wanted to watch yeah, them?
2: Yeah, it was just, we've watched them all day. <clears throat> oh. Just You can just feel your brain bleeding oh. out your ears. <laughs>
0: oh, Lord. I don't think I could take Police
1: Academy all day. Oof. I may be a bad person. I don't think they ever made a sequel to Stake Out. <laughs> And I forgot that Richard Dreyfuss was in it. So? I'm a bad person. It was directed by John Badham. Oh, he's good. Yeah, Uh, he did Saturday Night Fever. The 1979 Dracula. Blue Thunder. War Games. Short Circuit and Stakeout. And then they put him in director's jail. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was actually... And he
0: didn't get to direct Short Circuit (laughs) too. a movie I believe which has been burnt because of Fisher Stevens terrible, terrible Indian character.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: wow. Watch that. Oh. That's
1: Yeah. Is he worse than Long Duck Dong? Uh
0: he's pretty bad just because you know he he's not Indian at all.
1: Hmm. Yeah and they
0: have him doing a bad Indian accent and I think he's and brown face.
1: oh wow
0: it was the 80s mm-hmm. uh, i didn't realize the 1880s that he, yeah, I mean, yeah i didn't realize he was not an indian actor until much later <laughs> until, you, until you got till i looked at his name you know at some point it was like fisher stevens no
1: wait a minute um was there anything else uh that uh, worked especially well for you in this will um. did anything
0: work especially well? Hmm. That would imply that things didn't work well.
1: <laughs> what was extra adequate about this movie? Extra adequate. Um. Product placement of Coors Beer? Uh-huh. The runtime was good. Do you remember the whole thing about people having to, like, go get Coors Beer from other Drive states? Drive across,
0: yeah. That across was, the country. That was weird. That was a plot of a whole movie it's not that good no but it was it was a big deal
1: it was it was different i guess
0: yeah it was other shitty beer from across the country
1: yeah i remember uh like we went on a trip out west when i was a kid and we were living in chicago and i remember somebody giving my dad some money being like hey can you bring back a couple of couple 12 packs of that Coors?"
0: yeah my uh My parents did that. Uh, They went to Iowa and they took, I don't know, a case of beer for people or something.
1: Yeah. Surprise. It's just shitty beer. Yeah. I mean, it's no more or less shitty than any other beer in its price range. It's just beer. It was weird that people were kind of jonesing for it. Like, I don't know what press it got. Was it that it was in every TV show and movie?
0: Uh, Probably. I got to wonder. So next week on the podcast, History of Coors.
1: Yeah, why not? Adolf Coors? Yeah.
0: You know, he was an illegal immigrant and a deserter from war.
1: And was named Adolf. And was named Adolf.
0: (laughs) No, I just think it's funny because Coors, whatever Coors guy was running at one point, it's like the grandson or great-grandson of adolf was a real anti-immigrant person. it's like your great-grandfather snuck into this country to get out of the war.
1: Yeah. So some war. You wouldn't even be here if it weren't for that. So shut up. Yeah. A lot of arguments could be solved by saying shut up
0: <laughs> or quiet you. <laughs>
2: Sit down. Calm down. That always works.
0: Oh, calm <laughs> down! You know, if somebody's freaking out, that will calm them right down. Yeah, they they just snap to their senses. Mm-hmm. Also, slapping them in the face <laughs> and screaming "Calm down," shaking them while screaming "Calm down." It works even better. That's what they do in uh, Japanese shows. When
2: someone's like unconscious, they've had, they've been concussed. There's some trauma has happened to them. Someone rushes up to them, shakes them as hard as they can, and goes "Shikarishio!" It's like. You know, snap yourself together. Get
0: together. Yeah, it
2: was like if they, if they actually like, could, could, were concussed or they had a neck injury, that yeah, no, you yeah, no, you
0: killed them. Yes, I always love that in all these movies is you know a car roll over and they just pull the people out like bend them around. Well, it's American cars; are gonna blow up, and you say, oh yeah, well, yeah, gotta, that's gotta, true. That's because all the guns we store in our trunks. Yeah, I bought four guns today.
1: Yeah, to make sure the guns don't kind of clatter around, I stick boxes of TNT in between. Oh,
0: yeah, you got to, you <laughs> yeah. got to. I've got a whole barrel of of uh, smokeless gunpowder in the back of my car right now.
1: Is that, yeah, that's, that's the kind it's you stick. It's a
0: barrel full. It's not in a barrel, that's, but.
1: That's the kind you stick between your cheek and gum? The barrels are for the bed.
0: Yeah, and the barrels are for the course i'm running cross-country <laughs> fill a whole barrel full of coors what
1: movie was about this
0: wasn't a cannonball run is that what was, well, it was the... just a cross-country race okay uh smoky and the bandit that's it oh yeah smoky okay. and the bandit's the one they i were, get those two confused they were
1: running coors
0: yes in the first one he's running Seriously? coors in a firebird damn Wow. In the year 2015 AD. So we only had like... I'm sorry, 2015 CE.
1: We only had like eight or nine ping pong balls in that bucket that you could pick from, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, there's going to be a chimp, a firebird, some chorus, guy, guys with mustaches, <laughs> grizzly bear. And uh, woman with a heavy
0: poof- dose of misogyny and racism <laughs> slathered on top.
1: Uh, we're going to need to see if we can get a woman with poofy hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Now dress them all up really ugly. And there you go.
0: I love the 70s because you didn't have to be good looking to be a star.
1: No, you didn't. You could be. Mm.
0: You could be downright revolting and still be a successful actor. As long as you were male. Yeah. Well, true.
1: But did they ever pair up Ernest Borgnine with any really attractive women? <laughs> Jolion's actually thinking about this. Hmm. I don't think they did, but maybe that's where they drew the line.
0: Yeah, he wasn't washing up on the beach, and <laughs> and uh, mannequin. No, what's splash? that splash?
1: Splash? No,
0: from here to eternity. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he, he was. I was, way he off. was so
2: bad in that movie. Yeah, I, he he not is. bad, bad, but yeah, that, that He's
1: evil. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: He's scary in that film. It's uh, a good movie. Have you seen that one?
1: No. Uh. No, strangely I've been to that beach though. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's on Oahu. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: From here to Eternity Beach. No. They they actually call it that. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's got an actual name which I can't remember, but everyone will be like, Hey, there's the Here to Eternity Beach. Yes. Um, anything else about this movie before we uh oh uh, they they blow the grizzly bear up with the no uh, that's the other movie that's grizzly um,
0: they blow all the animals up at the end of this one
1: the day of the animals ends with the animals just spontaneously dying and then some people talk about having to have a big bonfire and throw all the animals on it or something right mm-hmm.
0: barbecue put them yeah. on sticks <laughs> yeah, put food, them on sticks on serve the stick. them deep fry them yeah, yeah. Yeah. you ever had deep-fried vulture? I had some. Murderous at, vulture?
1: I had some at Bartoberfest.
0: <laughs> That's where to get the really good stuff.
1: Barbecued vulture.
2: Yeah, German shepherds don't care where they get it from.
1: No. They, they, don't, they, they don't have to adhere to your human ways. mean <laughs> ethics are your thing. Ironically, they, they just wait till it rots and roll around in its carcass. That's how
0: they advertise.
1: Yeah. It is. Uh, I always
0: like to think that cats and dogs would have books, but they'd be like scratch and sniff, <laughs> and they'd just smell a book all day. You know, Ooh, this is a good one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we. Um...
2: So yes, it's a recommend. <laughs> Highly recommended. I recommend double feature with Grizzly.
1: Well, yeah, um, I recommend it too. But we- I got to watch say... them both
2: at the same time, like you apparently did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> was there no? <laughs> was there no uh, sequel to this? Because they sure gave us a Night of the Animals. Did they, was that a sequel? No. Oh, there is one called Night of the Animals. Um, there's a final shot where there's a golden eagle, kind of like winking at the camera, like I might be bird. Yeah, they all
2: do that. They all do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. now. Man doesn't have to do anything to own up to anything. It just spontaneously ended on its own, which yeah. I thought was kind of a duh a ending. A cop out? Total duh ending. See, yeah. we just yeah. waited
0: till it, the problem went away.
1: Yeah. Just, so, like, just like we've been doing in the <laughs> intervening 40 something uh, years.
2: Office, you know, in the back of the script writer's room, his voice piped up and said, What if they solve the problem with the ozone layer? And then. Everything would be better. <laughs> Shut up. Shut,
0: Shut up. They're not going to solve that problem. Sit down. <laughs> Don't get rid of drama. Build it up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this... Uh, let's see. We'd like to see how well it did. Uh, budget of $1.2 Wow. Wow. It, um, it made a box office of $2.8 It's
0: Not as successful as Grizzly.
1: Not near as
0: successful. Mm. What movie could they have ripped off to to better uh, sell this film. Like Jaws, Grizzly ripped off Jaws, this okay, ripped off... let's uh, see.
1: This was released in the middle of 1977. So let's... So was I. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you like this so much.
0: I do have a fondness for movies made
1: in 1977. All right, let's see. Um. Well, Star Wars...
0: Mm -hmm. too hot to handle as I mentioned earlier Smoking the Bandit Smoking the Bandit
1: (laughs) yeah Uh... the the Goodbye Girl Oh God they could have put um, uh, somebody who was a George Burns lookalike in it
2: Mm. Close Encounters
1: oh yeah that's true of
2: the feral kind Uh...
0: (laughs) that would be good I like that that's the movie they rip off Close Encounters of the Bird kind of the bird kind let's see I didn't put it down but I did watch it a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think it's Italian. If you rip uh, off... Maybe a... Spanish beaks. Have you ever seen beaks? It's a rip yes. off of birds. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. Every, just about everybody gets an eye ripped out. Yeah. They just love that scene. <laughs> Hang gliders get murdered at the beginning. Yes. And it, the bird takes his sunglasses, and in other shots, they're fl- the bird's flying around. It's still got its sunglasses. It so. l- looking very cool. Yeah. Puts them on aviators they were aviators yeah
1: um <laughs> if you rip off a jaws ripoff does does, does that rip a hole in space time
0: no you can often rip off ripoffs because they're easier to rip off a ripoff
1: yeah orca came out the same year as this oh so, or-
0: Orca's
1: not bad no but isn't that a just
0: it's not just really it? a jaws ripoff. no but isn't
1: it just writing on the dorsal fin of jaws
0: probably yeah it probably wouldn't have come out if
2: jaws hadn't been a success but oh, he's got this really nice uh Morricone score
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's it's not a bad one for the love and you're of Benji. more sympathetic to the orca i remember yes yeah it, it's yeah it's it like, loses its baby
2: or something right yeah they kill its kid and yeah so you're, yeah you're rooting for the orca yeah whereas
0: <laughs> jaws is just a faceless killing machine in the the water you don't know anything about its backstory or how it had to eat its brothers and sisters to Mm. survive you know well uh,
2: they do try doing the uh, vengeance thing in the sequels. yes in the fourth one
0: definitely uh (laughs) this time it's personal yeah really with the shark not even the original shark but like the shark's cousin or uh, read about uncle it. or something yeah just some nut who read about it in the paper and decided to take law into his own fans
1: disaster movies were big around this time because airport 77 came out in, in 1976
0: yeah no it came out in 1979 it'd been <laughs> on the shelf for a while <laughs> yeah
1: they didn't think to retitle. retitled <laughs> they it. were
0: like wow it's a yeah, it's the, a period piece there, there costume a, drama like
2: crossover because you got the uh the old, old movie stars and and the the ensemble cast and like the gradual build up where people don't realize what's going on
0: and, and the mm-hmm. disaster hits. Yeah, it's a great way to kill off old stars. Yeah. Why wasn't Chuck Connors in Grizzly? I kept... the whole movie I was thinking this could have been a perfect Chuck Connors film. Yeah. You know he could have played the the Grizzle
2: Christopher George. Yeah. Character. Yeah, it was yeah. Him and his wife again. Yeah. It's always fun to see them.
1: Um, we can't uh, call it a show without saying uh, the score was by Lalo Schiffrin. Mm-hmm. Um, this this guy did all kinds of great work. Uh, oh, yeah. Not the least of which was the Mission Impossible theme. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fantastic. Enter uh, the Dragon. Enter the Dragon sets the mood for the whole movie with that. I mean, it, you feel like something exciting is happening right now.
2: Yeah. He's done tons. Yeah. Dirty Harry. Yeah. Um, the original Exorcist.
1: He he did a version of the Jaws theme.
2: Really? Yeah. yeah and they did. released
1: it as a single.
2: Yeah. He, he did um, several uh, disco versions of horror theme hits. Oh, okay. So he did, like uh, Jaws, Amityville. uh I can't remember the others. I've
0: got
1: them. Nice. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, Star Wars disco. All the yeah, was f- that was a big thing. Phantasm. For a while. Close Encounters yeah. had a disco one. Mm hmm. Yep.
1: Wow, he was uh, sampled in uh, Sour Times by Portishead. I did not know that.
0: Yes. I think they sampled everybody.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: And actually, um, listen to his th- main thing for Dirty Harry. If you listen to. Led Zeppelin's "Immigrant Song," uh-huh. you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. That drum beat and that call at the start of that song. So Lalo Schifrin was influenced by that for Dirty Harry. Wow! And then you slow it down a bit, and it's John Carpenter's theme from Assault from Prec- Assault from Precinct Thirteen. Oh man! And they they've both acknowledged it, you know. So oh okay. Was, they they're really great homages. Yeah. Great soundtracks in their own right.
1: Yeah, it's like. Um killing joke 80s song mhm yeah and uh, nirvana come as you are yeah
0: mhm
1: yeah uh godzilla and smells like teen spirit same song <laughs> i don't know if you've ever noticed that or not but someone pointed it out to me i can't i can't claim i spotted it think about it da na na <laughs> yeah it's the same song it's the same riff hmm. yeah hmm. you'll see what i mean someone's you, you can Don't
0: you mean you'll hear what i mean yeah i can't see music
1: well you could you could watch a youtube video of it i'm sure someone's made one i'm sure yeah i think we're well past uh uh calling, people caring people caring about <laughs> anybody listen to this long in an episode <laughs> they want to get to the good stuff like we this. should
0: give them some sort of you know bonus or a gift at the end or yeah you know we'll S- reveal some secret or we'll smuggle some cores to them we'll tell you what's <laughs> the major brand of soda is poisoned we help them to get back to sleep you know that's yeah, rewarding. D- uh, that is good yeah you know a lot of people have trouble sleeping myself included and me yeah and uh yeah i maybe i should listen to myself <laughs> on this podcast <laughs>
1: It's very soothing, Will. I
0: go to sleep. Yeah. I'm recording ASMR videos for myself. <laughs> <laughs> My own voice. It's a little weird. a whole weird scene I'm getting into. <laughs>
1: yeah, you could you could whisper all the works of Shakespeare. <laughs> that would be a good way to just knock yourself out.
0: I prefer to read scripts from gurdler films. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, too bad we don't have a Patreon, huh?
0: Yeah. See, we could wait till, then, you know, some special gimmick or something at the end. You could write your own podcast called The uh, Girdler Murdlers. The Girdler Murdlers. <laughs> Murdler. Murddidly Erdler. <laughs> Is that a good place to call it a show? Girddidly Girdler. Ah. <laughs> uh, we should could have yeah. called it a long time ago. You know, they should just. you should just cut off the end don't even have us recommend anything or or wind it up just cut out at some point just just end it
1: it's been long enough that we already did the recommends and you forgot
0: no i didn't forget oh, okay highly recommend it
1: me too jolian especially for Nothing leslie changed. nielsen fans <laughs> Or was that grizzly that we all recommended
0: yeah
1: sure someone is popping some fucking caps out there Somebody just emptied a clip. Yeah. Over in those shitty apartments. Probably. Luckily, they're far enough away.
0: (laughs) I'm too blase. I'm like, "Mm, shots.
1: I'm not ducking gunfire unless it sounds like it's It's right outside. It's right outside, yeah. No, that's too distant.
0: You know, yeah, I I am an American. I don't flinch at gunfire outside your apartment. (laughs) You're like... Yeah, as long as they're not coming in here, I guess we're okay. Doors locked, right? Yeah, they're not shooting at us, are they? No. There was a uh, shooting uh, in uh, City Park, or not City Park, uh, whatever. uh, Washington Park? Capitol Hill Park or whatever. uh, When there were uh, demonstrations in 2020 for George Floyd. Yeah. And they shut the museum down, which is like a couple blocks away. And I was like, why'd you shut down? They're like, there was gunfire. I'm like, yeah, like two blocks away and they weren't coming for you. So
1: why shut the museum down? No one's going to shoot up a museum. Probably not. No. People with guns don't know where the museums are. Yeah. That's an easy enough one. Should we call it a show? I called it a long time ago. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. Yes. (laughs)
0: Get help. (laughs) But thank you.